God. You know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, it's the Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons. We call it the Gumbo Show because everything within reason goes into the pot. We usually do a recap and uh, take more of your calls. Uh, we'll talk a little bit less on Fridays, and that's great. And so everybody gets in and gets <laughs> to contribute to the discussion. Um, I do talk a little bit more on Fridays uh, just to keep everything changed up right. just a bit. I'm Nikki. <laughs> and I'm Will. And uh, Victory and J-Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. We we really do appreciate you. Let me just tell you, look, I know that this is not um, orthodox radio, that we do things just a little bit differently and that we are actually living life um, when we talk about different things going on in the family and talk about things going on in the culture. One of the things that we try to do is present the reality of what it is to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, yeah. that uh, sometimes it seems like people talking about the issues and culture that they have to have special letters behind their names or that they don't understand what it's like to actually live in the culture. It's always seemed, hmm. it seems to be sort of a, um, an academic approach to what it is to be a Christian hmm. when really what we're talking about um, living life for the glory of God, it is the, as you go of Christianity. Amen. And we've tried to make that very clear so that it doesn't seem like, you know, <laughs> living a life for the glory of God is reserved for the super Christians. <laughs> Super Christians. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know who they are. I think the Apostle <laughs> Paul sort of mocked them, not them specifically, but when he talked about these super apostles, you know, remember uh, he was being sarcastic. Yeah. He's like, we weren't like the super apostles. Um, that is to suggest uh, there aren't any. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 one of the things that we try to do is remove this idea of the super Christian or the academic Christian or the Christian in radio only. Hmm, there you go. Christian or, and radio only. I mean, you know, or in media wow. only. You know what I mean. You know no, the yeah, ones. They polish one. up I mean, and they look, right? That, Is that okay? Yeah. They polish up. They look really good. Their kids all say the right things and do the right things all the time. And they are perfectly able to tell you how to execute Christianity. Mm. Um, unfortunately, closer inspection would reveal that, um, hey, they are just like you and me, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? right? That their kids don't always do and say the right things. And uh, those become opportunities to teach and to train for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And they have struggles um, in their marriages, just like you and me. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, the brother who called in who said, now nah, we appreciate y'all joking, talking about y'all don't always agree. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> let's, do a, let's do an entire show on all the different ways that we disagree on things. No, that's not. Um, Okay. <laughs> like some things just don't need to be brought to for. Um, but, but I will say this. The reason I'm bringing all of that up to talk about the reality of life is that this week, um, I guess coming out of the weekend and, and going into this week, our family has been battling probably what has been um, COVID um, version BA 2756-ABC type one, whatever the, the last version of it is that's probably what our family has been battling um it was well, we pretty don't know. 
Well, we, we don't know, I mean, but like I will when, say this. Yeah. Go ahead. What What are your thoughts? It's like I'd one like of those things. It could be like three or five things, you know? Like I, I have two things in my mind. A couple of them mind. we ruled out because we actually had to go to the doctor. It was pretty right. concerning. Okay, yeah. go ahead. So, but so what do you two, think it is? There are two that we, we don't know. Right? Because I refuse to allow <laughs> for my kid's brain to be swabbed. I, we're not doing it. So here's here's my take. Guys, okay, this is, l- l- welcome to Friday. Here's here's my thing. All right, so so we've got kids that have been battling with different things at different times. And we tend to um, not run to the doctor very quickly. We really do believe that the body designed by God um, is able to really sort of fight in ways that we underestimate when it is... Um, nourished in a way to do that. Now we have an incredible deficiency in America. Like we, our diets are not sufficient for the Mm -hmm. things that supposed that are supposed to be natural to us. Um, So we need supplements, right? There are some things that are supposed to just be ours by way of what we eat, but we don't eat well. So we have to take supplements. Many people I think notice that once they start taking supplements, they actually feel better. Like because Mm -hmm. your body has been so deficient, but you just kind of get accustomed to the deficiency and that becomes normal. When you fix the deficiency, you're like, oh, whoa, mm-hmm. that's that's restful sleep or, oh, that's a, a strong, healthy immune system. Right. So what we have tried to do is when we learn things and um, we we implement those things, what we've tried to do is to trust the Lord that, hey, the body is designed to work in, in, in a certain way. So I'm saying that to say we don't usually run to the doctor at the first sign of illness. We up our supplements, you know, so we go heavy on vitamin C. We go heavy on zinc. We go um, heavy, especially in light of uh, COVID, heavy on D3 and all of these things. Um, elderberry, just things that, you know, you've heard of in passing silver. All of these things we just incorporate. <laughs> we, we try to make it a part of our regular routine um, or a healthy regimen, whatever. And so so it, saying all of that, when our kids start to get sick, <clears throat> first of all, I just count down the days before it hits me. I know that it's coming. I just I I don't even I used to. Can I just say and moms will get this and maybe maybe dads do. Uh, they're like not moms. OK, so you you know, you try to you you hope <laughs> and you pray that you can treat the ill, <clears throat> excuse me, and not contract what they have. But they wait for the moment. Like I, there's some kids who <laughs> they wait for you. <laughs> They're sitting quietly, you know, sipping on some water or something, and they wait for you to come over to administer a vitamin, or they wait for you to come over to help them with a nose. <clears throat> <laughs> right. And and it's right when you get there that all of a sudden there was a cough they did that they didn't have moments before <laughs> you you know walked up, and and it's always one of those doctors productive coughs you know what I mean come on right (laughs) and you're like oh really you know and you want a hazmat suit right in that moment you want a hazmat suit you want the Darth Vader like wearing your mask wearing your mask okay why are you so provocative (laughs) so so anyways but (laughs) masks at home um hey so so once you realize (laughs) that it's not going to be you know in 15 days to slow the spread once you realize wow. that you're not going to be able to stop it you just, you just real you just come on you know is that all you got come on you know so um all of that what am i saying the two younger kids uh, nathaniel who is eight and sam witt who is six now mm-hmm. um kind of started to to respond 
it was pretty rough. Nathaniel actually kind of had a one rough day and then just very quickly recovered. And I really am very thankful for that because he is very difficult. It's difficult. Okay. Um, But Sam Witt was really concerning. Um, I will just say we had a really difficult time um, breaking his fever and keeping that temperature down. And, and it just would continue to come back. It would go down, it would come back and then it went up pretty high. And so at the highest, uh, one Oh five and everybody's like, <gasps> you know, and I know, right. So imagine being the mama. And, and so, but, but it was, it was within that range. It's one Oh five, one Oh four, one Oh three, then back up one Oh four, one Oh three, one Oh two, like just not able to get it down. And he was very lethargic and we we're having a hard time getting them to drink and just all of these things that when you're a mom, they are very, very like disheartening, you know? And so we're doing all the supplements and I actually decided that I needed, we need to take him to the doctor and, and make sure because he was complaining about his throat. So here's, here's the point that I'm making. Cause Will the great said, well, we know that it's not a couple of things. So, so we go to the doctor and I wanted to rule out strep throat or anything that required antibiotics, even though I really try not to, if we cannot do antibiotics, right. you know, it just really takes a toll on the body. And so but I, but I wanted to be, I wanted to be sure. Mm-hmm. So we go and we do the throat swab and all of that. And it's not mono, it's not uh, strep throat or anything like that. And so the doctor said, so we want to swab for COVID and we want to swab for the flu. Now, listen, this is just my personal story. Disclaimer here. You are now entering into, as you have been for quite some time, my personal story. Okay. My conviction is, remember, remember where you're convicted, remain convicted. My conviction is that because we there is no treatment for covid okay there it just has to run its course and when i say no treatment there the doctors are not going to prescribe him anything and then i'm going to let him take for covid if it if it in fact is covid so i said no we're not going to swab for covid is there a treatment for the flu well if it had been within 2 days which it wasn't there's tamiflu well we're not going to take tamiflu that's just my personal opinion. That's my that's my conviction. Where you're convicted, remain convicted. We're not doing Tamiflu. So my question is, if you swab his brain, okay? They say they don't <laughs> you, do that anymore. If you go up his nose, <laughs> my question is, will the results yield any type of information that you're going to be able to respond to that, we, that we're going to be willing to do? And the doctor said, no, no. <laughs> the nurse said, no. There's nothing that if it comes back and it's positive for COVID, if it comes back and it's positive for flu, there's Tamiflu. And then the, the doctor says, which, you know, some of the side effects of Tamiflu, you know, could could be, you know, vomiting, diarrhea, all of those things. And then hallucinations. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> this six year old is difficult to deal with when he's in his right mind. Are you telling me? That I'm going to, that the possibility is that he could be seeing things that aren't, yeah, no, we're not doing that. So it turns out that he doesn't have anything that is, you know, requires antibiotics. I'm thinking probably it was the latest presentation of COVID. I don't know. You think it's not? I don't know what it is. I mean, these days it could be so many different things. I don't know. But I I do know that, you know, like you're saying, that there's no treatment for COVID, you know, and so other than ramping up your your supplements and all of the other the yeah. nat- there's some natural things that you can do. There are some there are some medicines. I understand. I don't want to say that there's nothing. I know that there's some medicines out there. Um, but as far as his age group goes, um, probably I would not 
use those things for him. So anyway, but yeah. go ahead. Yeah. No, I was, yeah. I was saying, so, you know, I'm in full agreement, of course, with that. Um, but I don't know what it is. But I'm looking at a comment from Nancy. Uh, she says zinc is a metal and can build up and make you uh, sick with toxins uh, using moderation. Yes. She said, I doubled I up on it for maybe less than a week and developed a, a toxic build up. So thank you for that, Nancy. For oh, that yeah. Thank you. No, I, I take, appreciate that. I will that. take note of that because I take it pretty regularly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am. I am. And people probably know this by um, our communication. I am not as regimented as you are. Like, is that is that the way to say it? Like, I'm not as routine as you are. I, I'm not trying to avoid this word. <clears throat> disciplined. I am not as disciplined as you are. You are daily with your supplements. I kind of um, <clears throat> run to them when I believe that my uh, immune system is about to be attacked. <laughs> I'm like move, move, we're I mean, under siege. Like that's that's sort of my thing. Quick enough, I think that's good. Well, and and I feel like that's kind of what happened. I, I I do feel like I was starting to feel some signs of like, oh man, you mm-hmm. know. But I I um ran to those supplements and and prayed, Amen. and and so here I am, you know. And, and believe and, and me, that's we good. pray. Man. We take the supplements, but we pray. We pray for our children first and we pray foremost for ourselves, you know. So yeah, that's the thing. I think that's important to highlight because yeah. it's not trust in these things but it's trust in god but he gives us wisdom you know uh, merle says that there are natural remedies for covid i believe that yeah yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so so here we are and um this is this has been a long week but um praise god and i mean that literally not as a catchphrase or as a transitional phrase praise god that uh, the the little ones are recovering, that they are yes. they are coming out of this, and so I'm very grateful for that. Um, we've had several checks of Sam Witt, the six year old, and his temperature mm-hmm. has been in the green range. We've been good, so so I'm I'm happy about that, and I praise God for that. Um, but listen, I we I I really don't like what has happened in our country that we've had some very intentional moves to make us afraid to live. You know what I mean? Like make us afraid at every turn, make us, you know, man, it's just, it's, it's, it's so, it's so sad. I was listening to our news at the top of the hour and I actually had read this article a couple days ago um, that was talking about how the CDC has rolled back a lot of the, you know, you need to do this and the six feet. And also we see this happening with <laughs> schools too. Right. And, and it's, it's so sad because I feel like we're at the place where we're like, the CDC is only doing that because they're following the people. The mm. people have had enough. The mm. people are sick of it. Like it's not, it's not because you have any new information. You have the same information that you had two years ago, That's right. but the people have taken the lead and they're, and they're saying, we're not doing that anymore. You know what I mean? So Anyways, we'll take the break and we'll be right back. Let me tell you, oh my friends, about this joy I'm living in. Let me take the mic, go on a test My name is Christopher Miller, and I have the honor of serving as the lead pastor here at the Assembly in West Monroe, Louisiana. 
22 years ago, when the great leadership of American Family Radio partnered with Dr. Tim Todd for the very first National Truth for Youth Bible Week, I was a troubled freshman at Purvis High School in Purvis, Mississippi. One day during class, one of my football coaches walked into the classroom and walked directly to me. He placed on my desk a Truth for Youth Bible that he had received while listening to American Family Radio. He said to me, you need to read this, and simply exited the room. God used the strong witness of my coach, the Truth For Youth Bible, and American Family Radio at that time in my life as a seed in the process for me to come to a right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and the process of ultimately bringing me into the fullness of God's plan for my life to serve in the pastorate. Now, 22 years later, I have the privilege of pastoring Dr. Tim and Angie Todd and his precious family here at the assembly of which they have faithfully attended for more than 25 years. Through the work that God is accomplishing at the assembly, we are witnessing children, young people, and adults give their lives to Jesus Christ, being discipled and coming into the fullness of God's plan for their lives as well. Receiving a copy of the Truth For Youth Bible some 22 years ago played a strategic role in my life, thus in the lives of the many people that I am able to minister to today. I want to say a thank you. Thank you to the American Family Radio for partnering with Revival Fires International and with Dr. Tim Todd for the Truth For Youth Bible campaign. I also would like to offer a grateful thank you to Dr. Tim Todd personally, as well as a thank you to that coach from so many years ago at Purvis High School of giving me that Bible. My life in the lives of the people that I'm able to minister to have been, are being, and will continue to be directly impacted as a result of receiving a copy of the Truth for Youth Bible. Mm, man, I just, I, I love that testimony. I got to yeah. tell you, that's, that is one of my favorites. Is It's just so powerful to think about the impact of God's word Amen. and to think about the truth of God's word. God's word declares of itself that it is powerful, right? Mm -hmm. That it is living and active, that it is sharper than a double-edged sword. I mean, you think about that, that someone who would get the word of God in their hands, um, that it would change their trajectory, that they would encounter Christ and that their life would be eternally changed. Yeah. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's, <clears throat> excuse me, on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that was Jordan, how you say it, Felice? Yeah, Jordan Felice. Yeah, yeah. very good. Mm -hmm. um, Victory is over in Studio CC. She's ready to take your calls. I'm going to give that number so we can get the phone lines queued up. It's the Friday edition, so you can chime in on whatever you like that we've talked about this week. Mm -hmm. um, but then also I want to come back and, and I want to talk about Truth For Youth Bible Week as we wrap up Truth For Youth Bible Week. So let me do two things. First, if you want to talk to us today, here is the number 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. You can give us a call. 888-589-8840. Victory's going to get you on with us. And then also while those calls are getting queued up, um, just to remind you that you can discuss with us anything that we've discussed this week. Friday kind of serves as a recap and somewhat of a lighter show. Yeah. <clears throat> we kicked off the week talking about Truth For Youth Bible Week. Mm -hmm. And then on Tuesday, and the phone lines really exploded on Tuesday. I regret, <laughs> I sincerely regret 
that we did not get enough time in to take all of your calls. But please know that if you called us on Tuesday, Tuesday's show was TikTok boom, mm. TikTok boom. Yes. And um, boy, did the phone lines explode and you wanted to comment on that particular show. If you were listening on Tuesday and you just did not get in, please call us today. I want to get your comments yes. on it. We'll fill in some of the gaps. I know there may be people listening who have not yet heard Tuesday's program. I highly recommend that you go back and listen to it. So much information to be learned about TikTok and the disastrous effects that it has on children's brains, our children's brains. Anyway, and overwhelmingly, Gen Z is spending um, just large amounts of time there. Yeah. So that was on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, yes. Will the Great hosted Wednesday and Thursdays with Will the Great. Um, the perspective of the believing on yes. Wednesday. Yes. And then generations on Thursday. So per, the perspective of the believing was looking at Numbers chapter 13. It was uh, the, the account of the spies going into Spider land. And, you know, the perspective that believers should have uh, relying on the word of God, not on our sight, not on our senses. And we see mm. how, you know, those spies, not all of them, save two, you know, really uh, were moved by what they saw. And the report that they gave back was an evil report. After the Lord had said, after God said that this is the land that I'm giving you, um, they they went in to spy, but they came back with a report that caused the whole congregation uh, to be in an uproar and to want to replace Moses, Moses and Aaron. Mm. Right. Wow. And pick yeah. somebody else and go back to <laughs> Egypt, they said. And we're going to go back. So we talked about that. Uh, on Wednesday, then on Thursday, it was about generations and how mm -hmm. important generations are to God and, and how he works in generations. And what we do today has an effect on the, the people that's going to come behind us, our, our children, grandchildren, that's you know, right. those who may not even get to know us. You know, the lives we live for the Lord now, it has an effect. And so we have to pass down the gospel through the generations. Very good. Very good. Well, the phone lines are open. Um, I'm going to make a break. I'm going to give this number one more time for the phone lines. And then I want to go back to talking about Truth for Youth Bible Week and really want to finish strong. The goal is to get <clears throat> 60,000 Bibles into yeah. the hands of teenagers all across this country. I just honestly feel like that is such a low number. Not only should we hit that number, but we should exceed that number when you look at the effects of what's happening in culture and what it's doing to our kids, the effect of culture, mm. <laughs> the effect of culture on our kids, um, we need the word of God. It's not even Amen. optional. It's never been, but even more so, it's not even optional. Um, but again, the phone lines, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. If you are listening, you have the opportunity, if you have kids between the ages of 13 and 18, you have the opportunity to get a Truth For Youth Bible into the hands of your high schooler and they will get it into the hands of one of their classmates. And hopefully that is what is happening. The Truth For Youth Bible uh, consists of the entire New Testament and full color comics that present the gospel and moral truth mm. dealing with all of the issues. All right. This Bible has had to be updated over the years as the issues have intensified that are attacking our kids today. Yeah. And so you're going to want to have um, your kid have the opportunity to be a part and sowing seeds, sowing the word of God into the lives of their friends. The Bible is also available in Spanish. You should know there are two ways to get it. 800-733-4737. That's 800-733-4737. 
1-877-273-8837. Um, if you're listening right now, the phone lines are open there that you can call in and request that Bible. One free Bible per household. So grandparents and parents, come on, let's let's respond. Let's get these Bibles and let's train our kids in how to use them. Let's Amen. train our kids. Let's let's equip them and pray for them that they would have the boldness that should be theirs because of the Holy Spirit indwelling them. And then let's also teach them about the power of God's word and why it's important to get it into the hands of their friends. Um, 800-733-4737. And then also you can go online anytime, um, truthforyouth.com, truthforyouth.com. If you are listening and you impact the lives of young people and you say, I want several of these Bibles, I want to give them away. You can also order them in bulk just when you call or when you go online. Just let them know. Just mm-hmm. request that. Um, so anyway, you can do that. Truthforyouth.com, truthforyouth.com, or call 800-733-4737. All right, Will the Great, let's go to the phone lines here. Um, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Max in Arkansas. Hi, Max. Hey, how you guys doing? Hello. Doing great. Oh, I love your show. I listen to you guys as much as I can. Thank you. Such a blessing. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. So my question or comment is, now that Roe versus Wade has been struck down and sent back to the state, how is it appropriate or even legal for the federal government to keep pushing abortion, keep trying to pay for it, keep trying to encourage it and make it safe and effective and and all the stuff they're doing? How is it even appropriate or legal? Hmm. Yeah, no, that's an excellent question. question. I think what we see, though, is I think we see the depravity of the mind of man. I think what you're looking at. So here's the question. I think reasonably when you're asking this question, you're asking, why are we still talking about murdering babies? Especially from the federal standpoint, like if it's been kicked back to the states, it seems like the federal uh, is trying to override by making, you know, hey, you can do stuff here. You can do stuff, you know, like it's still pushing. Um, and so I think that's that's the big part of the question. But like like you're saying, it, it really shows the depravity of man. I think one of the problems is in the opinion. Now, of course, I'm not a constitutionalist, but I think one of the problems is in the opinions that you say you don't have a constitutional right to an abortion. But at the same time, you don't specifically protect the life of the unborn, declaring that it is life at the point of conception. And I think until we have laws in place across this country and Mm. and even coming from the highest court in our land where we just outright say that you are talking about human life, you'll continue to see people trying to get around this and trying to say, okay, and, and, and look, and I don't, I don't want to rain on the parade as we rejoice, but I think there is a real problem that it seems in many ways we're afraid to agree with God that life begins at conception. I don't know if we covered, um, did cover the article on this show. Oh goodness, what state was it? Was it Kentucky where you had a Kentucky judge who said that life beginning at conception was a uniquely Christian view, which by the yeah. way completely denies biology, denies science, completely denies the evidence. Um yeah, we did talk about this on the show because we actually played a clip. Um the British voice always does it for us every time. Um but yeah, I I think part of the problem in that Max is that we don't give a full weighted definition of life. Hmm. And, 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 and that is that that's unfortunate, but I think that's the reality. So the reason you can have discussions about when and how and procedures, when man refuses to agree with God, 
that life begins at conception, that that God is the giver of life. The value of this life is that man is made in the image of God. And I think I I think until we say that and listen, until all pro-lifers say that all across the board, recognize the desire to make incremental changes. But until all pro-lifers, all people who agree with God stand up and tell the truth without like being afraid. Um, I think you'll continue to see this being batted around. What would what would put an end to this? What would put an end to this would be an absolute definition that life begins at conception. Because then you're not talking about first 15 weeks. Right. Then you're not talking about six weeks. You're not talking about heartbeat bills. If, if life begins at conception and all of our um, all of our laws reflect that, then mm. then it becomes a moot point. But we are unwilling to do that. So we continue yeah. to have these conversations about you know, the rights of the mother. And then what about in the case of rape or incest? As if, as if to say that changes the imago, now excuse this expression, but I'm going to use it as if to say that changes the imago deness <laughs> of the child in utero. Right. All right. The way the child is conceived does not change the imago deness. Mm-hmm. Put that on my own t-shirt. The Imago Danis <laughs> of the child. So anyway, Max, to say it simply, I think that's that's one of the problems. Yeah. Will the Great, were you going to, did you want to no, add to I that? Think that? I think that's exactly right. And I don't know if we would ever get there to where it would be explicitly stated that, you know, um, the Imago Day of God, you know, the image of God that these are. But until that happens, you know, I, I can see us going through this same, same situation over and over yeah. and over again because... The heart of man is, is wicked. Yeah. You know? Whenever man, Romans 1 makes this very clear to us. Whenever man in his, in his thinking does not retain the knowledge of God, his thoughts become dark. His, his heart is darkened, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then God hands him over to himself to believe what he thinks on his own. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes sense. So whenever man, even in the, the writing of laws, okay, when man does not reflect who God is in the writing of laws, whether this is at a federal level or a state level, whenever man does not retain the knowledge of God, then you really have sort of a, a departure that is very difficult to pull people back to. Because now what people often do, let me just make this point, then we'll go back to the phone lines. When there is a departure from the truth of who God is, and man is just sort of um, sports term calling audible, mm-hmm. just doing what he thinks is right in his own eyes. There is chaos. The only time that you have order is when you turn back to the order giver. Mm. Right. And, and so until we do that, right. well, let me say this, unless and until we do that, um, then we'll continue have having people push the murder of babies mm. because you can always find ways to try to describe and define life um, apart from God. That's mm. that's what man does. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Janet in Minnesota. Hi, Janet. Hi. Um, I want to thank you for taking my call and mm-hmm. for all that you guys do. It's great. Um, I was listening to you talk about um, not having your child have the COVID test. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to tell you my experience. Um, I had to have two different COVID tests before they would let me enter the hospital uh, for a procedure. And both times, I don't know what they put in that, but when they 
put that up my nostril, I reacted so badly that um, the second time I really thought I was going to end up in the emergency room. So Mm. I think you were wise if you didn't have to have him do that to um, reject it. Hey, Janet, thank you so much for that encouragement. Mm. I really appreciate it. And let me just rejoice with you that you are better, that you that you didn't suffer uh, dire consequences. Um, listen, where we're convicted, we have to remain convicted, right? And trust the Lord. All right, we'll grab the break and come back to your phone call. Stay right there. They say this can't be real. There's no way. Man, what's your deal? How you get a low blow and just go high? Not getting burned when the world's on fire. Can't wait. Life goes too fast, gotta stay sane. Everybody want that when the boat getting wavy. I might look a little crazy. I'm sorry. Don't mind me, I'm living just like I'm free. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Roy Tosh with Don't Mind Me. Victory and Jay Macro on tap to help us navigate the show, which means we are going to be able to take many more calls from you. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We will go back to a full bank of calls. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Jamie in Louisiana. Hi, Jamie. Hello, Mickey and Will. It's me again. Sound like y'all don't want to talk to me. Okay, I'll, I'll hang up. I mean, Will is just one. It's Jamie again. You know? Oh, I thought I sounded like that all the time. That's his normal voice, Jamie. You should know that by now. You listen to this program. Okay, okay, okay I got you. Know, I love you guys. Hey, Mickey and Will. Okay, look, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but look, I'm serious about the gospel, so check this out. I'll be quick. Okay, like... I know we don't get a chance to really dismantle each other's statements on certain things, and I get it because time is of essence, so we have to roll with it, but I'm going to try to get this in. Okay, like, with me dealing with youth, right, I don't know if y'all run across this, but, okay, like, you guys have heard of the New Age movement where, you know, these uh, censor seekers where basically what I'm getting at, the young people that I deal with now, they experience a lot of seeking after power. And so they come into these New Age movements, where they're learning all this different stuff, and what I'm getting at is this. I have a problem when I'm dealing with supposedly mature Christians, but they're preaching a watered-down gospel because our young people are being pulled away from uh, another source with power, demonic power, and yet the church is denying certain levels of power because I come across certain young people that are possessed with demons. Mm-hmm. And, and they know nothing about the Holy Spirit. And then when I call mature, I'm just being honest with you. When I call in and I'm listening to two hosts, a co-host and a host, and one tells me that uh, I'm asking you about demons and stuff, and they say, well, well we can't talk about that, uh, that we'll do that problem or whatever. And then the other one does not even believe in it. I have an issue with that because that's kid our youth are getting torn up in certain areas with this stuff. And if they don't learn about it, because I come from a place where young people are getting filled with the Holy Ghost. They're learning about all this stuff because that stuff is out there on the other side. There is a demonic supernatural force on the other side. And if mm-hmm. the church is not preaching that stuff, our young kids don't get, get sucked up in that stuff. So the church has got to accept the full power of God. All of it. Not some of it, but all of it. Because this is going to expose the church in these last days. 
Jamie, I was I would Jamie, I would say amen. <laughs> I don't I mean I can't speak for anybody else, you know, who Right. You, who I, I wouldn't want to comment on any of the other programs. Right. And the reason for that is because I haven't heard the conversation, exactly. so I don't know the nature of it. But but can I can I say this? Mm-hmm. Jamie is absolutely right about the draw of the supernatural yes, among definitely. our young people. Now, I I really don't want us to speed past that particular point that you're making because it is an astute observation. And it's real. Like it I, is so I think real because of being saturated with so much like media and movies and things. Like we think that supernatural stuff looks like what we see on TV. You know, and we can't recognize that it's present, you know, mm-hmm. right now. And like God has given us weapons. He's given us power. I, You know, so I hear what Jamie is saying. I agree um, mm-hmm. with what he's saying, that we have power as Christians, you know, and there are things ha- that are happening that we have to address. Can I can I say this? It mm-hmm. would be nearly impossible. It would be nearly impossible for us to preach a watered down gospel if we were faithful to read the scriptures not only ourselves, but read them to and with our children or the younger people, the younger generation, right? And what do I mean by that? What I mean is, so when we read through the scriptures with our children, what happens very naturally, and I I mean, as you just naturally read through the scriptures, you encounter things that you cannot explain just by saying, and so then, no, you're actually forced to recognize that there is a realm that you cannot see. The Bible speaks to this. The Bible doesn't shy away from this fact. It is... The unseen realm is as natural to the scriptures as what we see, right? Like when you read the scriptures, it's as natural to the scriptures as what we see, especially when you're reading in the book of Acts and you're you're looking at the acts of the apostles under the leading of the the Holy Spirit. And and you look at the casting out of demons and, and you see that the disciples desire to do this. And Jesus said this kind come out, but by prayer and fasting and and you're you're seeing great difficulty. You're seeing, I'm thinking of um, Simon, the sorcerer where, you know, he saw the power of the Holy Spirit and he wanted to purchase it, Mm. you know, and, and the apostles are like, your money perished with you because you Mm. thought you could buy these things. And so what I'm saying is this, um, I'm thinking of the apostle Paul, and I want to say, is it Silas, uh, when they're in Ephesus, I believe they're in Ephesus, where there are incredible miracles that the Lord is working through them, where things like handkerchiefs falling on people are like leading to them being healed. Mm. And and how do you explain this to kids, except that you just show them the totality of the faith that they have believed? Amen. Show Amen. them the totality of the faith that it's they have believed. I will say one other thing, and, and then I'll move on, because your point here is very well made. Let me just say, and then there's, we don't, we don't need to be all like kicked up about this. We don't need to be like, <laughs> I don't like, no, because it's the reality of our faith. This is the reality of our faith. Right. One other comment I will make, we've had on this program two, maybe three times, um, Michael Heiser and Michael Heiser, the author of books like the unseen realm, demons, angels, you know, Michael Heiser shared one account when, when he was on our program, he was talking about his book, the unseen realm. I'm just throwing that out to you. It might be something that might interest you. And he said that he he's done podcasts before where he's gone on these new age programs almost as sort of an evangelistic outreach, right? Because he's not afraid of these people or what they believe. Right. And on one particular um, podcast he was on, and I'm, I hope I'm probably not going to, that's why we need to have Michael Heiser on again. He's talking about, he's talking to this one guy who's into new age, paranormal, all of these things. And the guy invited Michael Heiser on because he had, either stumbled across his book or somebody recommended it. He invited Michael Heiser on because he wanted to talk to him. Mm -hmm. So he said, I read your book and he goes, I know that what you're writing about is real. I have encountered things, not 
of this world. Mm-hmm. And he says, so if the God that you present in your book, if, if he is real and he is the God of gods, like he rules over all of this world, this guy who invited Michael Heiser on, the author of The Unseen Realm, asked him, what does he want from me? Mm. Now, here's my question. Is that not an on-ramp for the gospel? Is that not an on-ramp? If someone says, okay, I have experienced this unseen realm. I know that this is real. He's not a believer. I know that there is a realm that exists that we can't see. And then he says to Dr. Michael Heiser, he says, he says, um, if, if this is real and, or if the God that you present in your book is Lord over all of this realm that I have personally experienced. He says, what does that God want from me? (laughs) Now, the question is, how in the world can we, with all the knowledge we have of what the God of creation requires of us, how can we retreat from this conversation? And I'll just leave it at that. I'll just say there is a very real realm that we cannot see. It is as real Mm. as the realm that we do see. If it were not so, then the Bible would not have told us. I mean, Paul is explicit, explicit in talking about that, you know, the weapons that we have are not carnal. They might through God to pull down strongholds. He talks about, you know, thoughts and imaginations and all those things that should be cast down. He also talks about it's not flesh and blood that we're battling, but he gives like he lays it out principalities and rulers and, you know, darkness, all this stuff. So that didn't just stop at the apostolic age with my quoting fingers, you know, that's still going on today. And we see, we see it like we see it. Can you imagine, (laughs) can you imagine the Christians, the, can you imagine the Christians saying that's not real? That's not real. But then those who are under the influence of great demonic force saying, yes, it is. Yes, look, it is. We just talked about TikTok. That look and what was ha- happening to those girls. Yeah, that is demonic. I'm Man. sorry. That and, that and, is. And I got to tell you, you think about it, it. It's amazing. And you know, we didn't, we couldn't play the entire um, 60 minutes Australia episode, um, but we did play enough for you to be able to hear what's going on, we what's, what's in happening in the brains too. of these of They're these the girls. Show notes. Um, but I, I got to tell you, it. You know, there's just some basic questions that you would ask just because, you know, logic and just because being able to think there's some basic questions that you would ask. You would say, OK, so if we are talking about a mental condition, why is it that the mental condition seems to provoke these kids to do all manner of ungodly things? Right. So we couldn't play for you um, <laughs> all of all of the cussing that comes from them, the right. vulgarity, right. The, the you didn't see the gestures and all of the things that they want to do, the, the violent acts against themselves right. and others having, having to be restrained, to be, needing to be restrained. Yeah. If if those things are just kind of hiccups that are happening in their brain and it's because of, you know, being quarantined during COVID and it's, you know, it's just they're developing these ticks and these ticks are to be taken as a sort of a medical phenomenon that we don't really have answers to. Why is it? Why? Why is it that these ticks provoke them toward all kinds of presentations of ungodliness? Right. I, I mean, that's just a, that's a basic question. There are other questions I could build on that. But look, to your to your question, Brother Jamie, look, you're, you're not off base here. I don't know exactly the nature of what you're what you're driving at as far as the way we discuss it on air. But I think you would find across the board that we believe that there is an unseen realm. In fact, when we're talking about what's happening in our culture, when we're talking about some of the laws that are being written across this country and even at the highest level, what we are talking about is wickedness. You can't speak of wickedness and not be also acknowledging that there is a realm that we do not see. Now, as far as how we deal with that and how we approach that, 
I'm going to say what we need is we need more people like you, Jamie. It's going to be people with feet on the ground. It's going to be people who are working with young people to say, hey, listen, this is spiritual. You got to recognize this is spiritual. You know, I got to tell you, it's the minority of Gen Z that's listening to Aaron the Addisons. Now, there are some of them. Shout out. <laughs> What's up? How y'all doing? But it's not a lot. Right. So what we really do is what we really do need is we need feet on the ground addressing these issues ongoingly. Amen. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Jerry in Tennessee. Hi, Jerry. Hello, Will and Nikki. How are you guys hey, doing? Cousin. Great. Doing well. Great to hear from you. Cousin. Hey, I am so <laughs> glad to hear your boys are doing better. 105. That is up there. Oh, man. It was scary, Jerry. It really was. Yeah, I can imagine. Hey, I got two quick things. And I know, Mickey, you're rolling your eyes right now, but I, I'll be quick. Hey, the first one is TikTok. Uh, so I go to a really, uh, I know of, let me say that, uh, a really good private school where I live. And I'm saying the tuition is probably twelve to $14,000 a year. Mm-hmm. The kids there learn about church history, church doctrine. They have excellent mm-hmm. academics. But here's the thing that kills me. Some of those parents who pay all that money per child will allow their children, mostly girls, to get on TikTok. And they basically gorge on it. And it almost completely undoes all the money that they spent to help train their child in godliness. So it's just been amazing to see what TikTok has done to some of those kids. So I just wanted to share that with you. Yeah. Um, The second thing I wanted to share with you is about managing discipleship. And I know those are weird words to put together, but this ties into the conference that you went to last week with uh, Mm -hmm. Pastor Dames, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Um, When I started my job 25 years ago, I heard a statement that really stuck with me, and it was this. If you can't measure it, you can't manage it. So we find ways to measure things that we care about. Mm -hmm. Like if I asked you how you guys doing financially, you'd know, okay, well, here's what our our checking account's like. Here's what savings is like, blah, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Let me another example. Amazon, Apple, name any big successful company. They know all kinds of stuff about their customers. They know more about our church members than we do. <laughs> so my my professional career has been consumed with measuring things so we could perform better at the business I work at. But as I look at the church, we don't measure discipleship very well at all. Hmm. The best we have is how much money did we bring in this last week? how many people were here, and maybe a Barna study that comes out every once in a while. Mm. Um, We need better ways to measure if we are making disciples well or not. I'm just throwing that out as a thought to think about as we go forward. We've got to do better at this. Everybody else does better at this. Why can't we in the church do better at it? That's that's great. Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. This this happens routinely, guys. So, So Jerry will drop these sort of like wonderful grenades Right. That just kind of like they but they they slowly explode. And, and I got to I got to tell you. So I'm I'm going to be thinking this through mm-hmm. and, and, and probably this requires a fi- a follow up because I, I think that what you're hitting on here is really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this is an important conversation. This is worth exploring and unpacking. Jerry. Yeah. You know, now, Jerry. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Now go I'm ahead, thinking I'm thinking just, you know, from what he's saying, going back to the days we were involved in campus ministry that was ways to measure we sure did our discipleship and we had even like meters meetings among leaders that's right that to talk about the people who we were meeting with and what was going on you know Mm -hmm. not intimate things but like how they were growing in God and what we studied with them and I think you have to do that what Jerry is talking about is a necessity because you can have the illusion that you're making disciples and things are happening and it's really not like now you uh, know 
Good grief. Okay, I know somebody's <laughs> mad. I'm going to try to make this comment real quick and squeeze in one more call. Uh, Let me say this. To do that. No, I can't. Oh, music. Good grief. <laughs> make the comment. Now everybody's rolling their eyes at me. <laughs> Let me take my time then. One of the greatest um, measurements, one of the greatest measurements that we have in making disciples is reproduction. Mm -hmm. If you have right. people who are not making other disciples, right? then they probably are not disciples if mm. they if they are not actively making followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So one of the ways that you can most immediately tell if you've got a disciple is if that disciple that you've identified as a disciple is making, making disciples. Sense. Yeah, is that person true. reproducing after his or her kind? Mm. Are there other followers of the Lord Jesus Christ that are that are that are rising up? as a result of that person's influence. Mm. All right, we got to go until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.